Hello and welcome to another episode of Sunpark Podcast. My name is Fukela Levea. Sunparks held a media briefing on the 23rd of February 2018 to outline a way forward in dealing with safety and security in Table Mountain National Park. On the line, I'm joined by Mr. Gavin Bell, who is the area manager south of Table Mountain National Park, to tell us what their plans are and a way forward in dealing with safety and security in Table Mountain National Park, and to answer some of the questions that most of our Table Mountain visitors have around this issue. Mr. Gavin Bell, thank you so much for taking time to speak to us. No problem, hi, Fukeda. Uh, can you please give us a brief, brief background of, of, of the plans that you have for Table Mountain in terms of this issue of safety and security? Okay, to, to give you the, the plans, um, which we will do, um, we've got to give a bit of background to what the situation is. Yes. Um, because situations are always changing and your plans need to change to, uh, to address um, the situation. So it's ongoing review of plans. So just a bit of background of what's currently happened. Um, we must remember that the park extends from Mount Hetzingville Table Mountain in the north and it extends right down the peninsula uh, mountain range to Cape Point down in the south. And a large portion of the park is surrounded by the urban area fences and, and large portions of the park um, or the mountainous area and the green spaces on the peninsula um, and there are literally hundreds if not thousands of places entries um, into the, 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 the mountainous area. So that's a bit of a background just to, to indicate how porous it is yes. um, across the peninsula and then further down South Cape Point there's, there's very uh, 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 there's a fenced off area with an access control point and there your contact crime is, is, is zero. Um, some of the, the, the current incidents that have um, occurred which is of concern is on Nordic Beach and the Nordic Wetland area where we have um, a number of incidents taking place there. We've got uh, visible policing in the area as well as observation points and we, we, we move the staff around in terms of the, the intel that we gather. And then the other um, area of concern is the Cold Bay Mountains, where a number of incidents have occurred, and also in the, the Pierce Cave area. And again, there we also move staff around in terms of patrols and, and putting staff out on observation posts, depending on the intel that we're receiving. We, in both, all three of those areas, we work very, very closely with the police, um, with uh, joint uh, operations, and, and also with policemen under intent clothes and our staff as well in those areas and the police have also put their chopper up in those areas we also work very closely with the city law enforcement um, and metro staff as well as also some of the neighborhood watches in, in the areas a bit of background to the park is that you know the park is there's a huge park of 25,000 hectares a lot of mountainous area very remote areas along the park it's 50 kilometers from Singapore in the north to Cape Point in this park, we have over 4.5 million visits per year. So um, um, we have a lot of visitors in there, and we are surrounded by an urban area largely. Um, and it's, a, it's an open access system. So that's uh, some of the uh, uh, background to the park. Um, we're very porous. Um, and, and to understand what currently is happening um, in the park and, and over the period is that the nature of the crime that's taking place is changing, it's become more violent. And and, and and to address that, we need to understand that the, the, the problem is around our visitors being attacked by criminals. 
there's a lot of cause to that. As mentioned, we open access mountainous terrain. There's no signal or reception in large parts of the park. Um, we've got many, many, many entry points, very permeable, unfenced. We have spillover coming out of the urban areas into the park, so the criminals are coming from the urban. And there's a lot of social economic challenges in the urban area from poverty to unemployment, um, uh, criminal networks, etc. Um, and, and a lot of our visitors are soft targets. Um, you know, when you go into these natural areas, um, you, you tend to have a different experience to what you would in an urban area. So you, you're not on the lookout for criminals as you would be um, walking in certain areas. And, and people are soft targets when they're visiting these beautiful places. So we need to look at those are, those are some of the root causes of the problem, but we need to look at how we address that problem. And, and we've been reviewing the challenges all the time and, and the focus around protecting the urban edge, that's where the criminals are coming in and deterring those those criminals from entering in the first place. Um, and we can't do that on own, we have to do that with improved coordination with the SAPs, um, with the Steve Cape Town Metro and law enforcement teams, as well as all our neighbourhood watches and, and, and various stake on our, our boundaries and, and, and communities. Um, you know, if we look at over the last two months, uh, um, in terms of the incidents in the park, we've had close on, on 60 search and rescues with people getting lost and hurt. Contact crime, we're on, on 12 over the last couple of months. And we've had a number of medical emergencies, accidents. So there are a range of, of, of incidents that we address. Obviously, a major concern is the, the contact crime. Um, and we've, you know, we keep records of all of those in terms of cases open to the police, and, and we know exactly where the hotspots are, which are all um, in the areas where, where we've got urban fabric uh, uh, surrounding the, the natural areas of the, of the mountain. And, and um, that's where we focus uh, the deployment of our resources. We've probably got around 18 hotspots um, from the Fisher Gap up to, to Table Mountain. Um, but those are changing because once we deploy resources into area, um, and then the criminals move into another area. So that's continued being reviewed. Um, crime has uh, peaked in 2010 with the World Cup, and then we put in our visitor safety team. We employed a, a team of 58 rangers, um, and uh, we brought the crime down there. There's been a, a change in the type of crime now. It's become more violent, which we need to address. Um, on top of the visitor safety rangers, we have our, our conservation rangers that assist they complement the visitor safety team. So we have close on, on 120 staff uh, with all their vehicles, 15 vehicles, and then we've got the dog unit as well. Most teams are deployed through various shifts. We have various split shifts, we have night shifts, we need to cover the park during the night, we have staff on standby, and we operate every day 24-7 throughout the year. And we need to we need to also remember that the staff need to also be deployed to our high-intensity tourism nodes because we have millions of visitors. We need to deploy staff to our hotspots in terms of crime prevention. We also need to address uh, medical emergencies and rescues um, um, that occur in the, the mountainous areas. So we've got staff out on foot patrols, vehicle patrols, and also in static deployment. Um, we've discussed all the shifts that they need to do to cover the mountain 24-7. Uh, and then also we need to focus on our tourism nodes in terms of managing those, parking issues, traffic problems, um, yeah, capacity challenges with the huge number of visitors we've got. So we need to manage visitors. Um, we, we've also got damage causing animals in some of those areas. 
and then obviously the access and, and facility manager in terms of providing services to to the visitors. Um, very importantly, as we mentioned before, is, is working with all our stakeholders, um, particularly the busy busy peers, and we've mentioned those um, before. And, um, I didn't include previously the city traffic department. We have to work with closely Metro Peace as well. We also have Metro Rescue and Wilderness Search and Rescue. Work very closely with us with incidents in the park and then our various volunteer groups, honorary rangers, disaster management. We also have um, a private security that we work with that um, some of our neighbourhood watches have, have, have um, paid and then we have some of the security uh, working in some of the areas to, to add in terms of presence. And then obviously we work with um, various neighbourhood watches and civics. Um, to to um, give you some more background around our plans, yes. <clears throat> we do have a, a, a park management plan that was developed through a full public process. Um, that's up on our website. There's a component of that plan, there's a number of elements there, but one of those is safety and security, um, and that's freely available for everyone to see. But then, of course, we need to have our operational plans that, uh, um, that we work with, and those are continually changing in terms of the threats and the risks that change sometimes on a daily basis. Um, and those operational plans get reviewed and updated on a, on a continual uh, basis. Okay. Um, in our reviews, and, and, and address the challenges. We, we have specific focus areas that uh, we're giving attention to. Um, one of those is around the permeability of the urban edge. We need to work with our neighbors um, to address that because there's so many there's hundreds to thousands of points um, open and we need to try and reduce those numbers to funnel people through um, a reduced number that we know where people are going and can give them adequate warning. We need to look at appropriate technologies and um, use of drones, etc. It's a huge problem that we don't have signal in large parts of the mountains area. Uh, another focus here is to look at the establishment of a joint operation center, a response team. We need to look at the establishment of that. Uh, we need to review, we're doing this continually, our, our, our own range of capability to meet the challenges. Um, we need support from the media. We get the messages out there in terms of what's being done by all the role players. And um, we need to look at continued joint operations, particularly with SAPS. We do that all the time, but we, we, we um, engage with them. And then obviously very importantly is the, 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 the stakeholder interventions. And um, just to end off, together with your permission as well, is that yes. just some of the safety tips to our guests, wherever, um, wherever they are in the park, is, is trying to take the activity with friends um, and not alone. To, to plan your routes accordingly, you know, where you're starting, where you finish, let somebody know what you're doing, um, and then um, to be prepared for bad weather, take the proper gear, because the weather can change on the top of the mountain very, very quickly. Um, proper hiking shoes, proper um, food, and not to dehydrate, so you need uh, uh, water with you as well. Um, preferably to try and do the activity with somebody that knows the route and knows the area. To stick on those designated routes and not take shortcuts and leave those paths, and you know to leave your valuables behind, and then um, if uh, uh, people can also take the emergency number um, uh, that we give out, which is 0861106417, so okay. they catch an emergency if they have got a number to call. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's basically in the background um, uh, the situation. 
Okay, so with me, I have uh, some of the questions that most of our Table Mountain National Park visitors have around this issue of safety and security. So uh, if you would allow me, I have a few questions that I'd love to ask you. So the first question would be, are there people living in Table Mountain National Park without official knowledge? Okay, so we have, um, because we, we large parts of the park, the, the, the urban uh, areas is boarding a large parts of the mountainous green spaces on the peninsula, we have um, a number of, or quite a few homeless people um, that sleep on the urban edge. Um, they move in late afternoon. Um, we are aware of it. Um, it, is, it is one of the, the challenges the city has. Um, and it spills over into the, 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 the mountainous areas and the green spaces. Um, and we do sweeps. We, we have volunteers helping us where we, we move into areas and then uh, we, we, we confiscate the equipment that they have and this, um, where they stay and we move the, the, the people out and we, we get taps to assist us with that. So, um, and that's, that's happening on a daily basis. And it changes because once we do a sweep in area, then the homeless people move to another area on the mountain, and then they go there. So um, we're very fortunate that often the, the, um, the residents in the area do inform us, so that we can check on that. So um, we are aware of it. Yes. Okay. Safety in the Table Mountain National Park has been an issue for a very long time. It is clear that an integrated plan using all resources, private and public, is needed. Why has park management not acted? Um, you mentioned the peer integrated plan. We, we do have that. Um, and we've got the Palmerton Park Management Plan. It's signed off by our minister. Um, it was developed through a, a public process um, with input from, from the public. We advertised it broadly. It was an open process. Uh, we had drafts developed, uh, public commented on those. We had uh, open days where the, the draft was presented to the public in, in a number of venues across throughout Cape Town. And as mentioned earlier, there is a component there of, of, of safety. And, and all our planning is integrated with our stakeholders, as mentioned previously, with, with SAPS and, and the city law enforcement, neighborhood watches, etc. cetera. So um, we, 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 we are integrated, yes. Okay. Safety and security is the direct responsibility of park manager or the park manager. Will she or he be held accountable? Specifically, why were there vagrants who used the caves above Calc Bay not moved out or at least monitored? I think I think the the when we took the question around safety and security of the park manager, um, I think it's uh, it's it's fair to say that you know safety and security is everybody's responsibility, not solely the park managers. We all need to be responsible for our own safety, and and those of those of with family members and children, we we need to teach them how to be um, safe themselves. So so that's very important, and, and a lot of um, civic groups assisting with us are are, are, are uh, that is an objective to to. To, to teach their members how to be safe themselves. So I think we, 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 we're all responsible for, for safety. Um, and then around the, the vagrants that use the caves above Calpe, as mentioned before, those are homeless people. Um, we are aware of those um, people and those incidents, and um, we continually are doing um, 
um, sweeps in those areas to, to remove the people out of those caves. Okay. Has Table Mountain National Park requested any additional funding from South African National Parks to fund more officers and patrols? And if so, how much and when will it be available? Um, our our um, annual report is available on the website in terms of financials. So those are freely available. Sandbox annual report is available in terms of, of, of details, if, if anybody wants to find it, it's on the website. And then um, in terms of requesting funding, we, we do that as required from our, our Sandbox head office in Victoria. Okay. Are there Table Mountain National Park rangers experienced, trained to deal with potentially violent criminals? Is policing part of the training? Is this something that can be improved upon, like in Kruger where there are rangers specifically trained and equipped to deal with poachers? Is the Table Mountain National Park dog unit active in the southern part of the park on a regular basis? It seems they are based at Kloof Neck and very occasionally brought further south. Um, now there are quite a few questions in there, but I'll <laughs> yes. start with the, the first one is that yes, we have um, trained staff, we've got experienced staff, a number of the staff have come from other parks that get transferred here or apply for, for positions in this park, um, and, and they trained um, in, with a number of courses that we have throughout Sand Parks. The piecing is part of their training, um, as is in Kruger. Um, and we've got various training programs, so it's an ongoing need, and obviously as the challenges change, so the training needs to change to address that. And in terms of the dog unit, um, it is deployed across the park. It's based in the northern section of the park, but we use the dogs throughout the park actively, um, um, and they are 12. So wherever the need is, then those teams get deployed throughout the park. Okay. Can you please indicate how many rangers trained in violent crime prevention were on patrol in the Silver Mine East section on Sunday, 28 January, and what particular areas they were patrolling? Um, there were rangers in the area, um, but when we get down to the details of, of the operations, we, 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 we don't reveal those for, for security reasons. Okay. Does Table Mountain National Park have a written, properly developed short, medium, and, sh and long-term plan for safety and security? If so, was this developed and coordinated in association with South, South African Police Service, City Law Enforcement, and Western Cape Provincial Government? Was there any input from local mountain users, neighborhood watch organizations, and other community stakeholders? Who has access to the plan if not, why not? Okay, well, the last part is that everybody has access to the plan. Um, it's on our website. This is the, top, the Table Mountain Park Management Plan. As mentioned earlier, that is has been developed through a public process, and um, uh, um, everybody had input into that. Um, this is open a uh, number of uh, stakeholders, entities, government organizations, um, all gave input um, through a, a public open process and um, the public was invited to participate and we had huge participation with comments in terms of how the plan was developed in its, in its final version. Okay. What has happened to the promised Table Mountain Forum that forms part of the agreement when Sunparks took, took over the management of Table Mountain? 
workflow was implemented, um, but um, it dissolved as a lack of, of participation. Um, yes, and it is part of, of Sandbox, um, and we we currently are involved in a number of, of forums, various forums uh, across the peninsula, um, where we engage with stakeholders and role players. We continue to do that, and we are in the process of re-establishing the, the, the park forum. Would you acknowledge that there are serious crime problem in Tewi Mountain National Park? Would you acknowledge that your current safety and security plan is inadequate? Will there be any consequences for the officials who have failed over the last five to seven years to implement an effective safety and security plan? I think we need to acknowledge, in terms of the question, is there a crime problem in the park? You know, that's something that we have in our everyday lives in, in the city of Cape Town, in the Western Cape, in all the provinces and, uh, uh, across South Africa. Um, so I think we all need to acknowledge that, that we do have crime, um, that, it's, that it is around us, and we all, as mentioned earlier, have a responsibility to, to, to make ourselves safe first and then obviously um, to get as much integration with all the role players to make each other safe. Um, um, the, 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 the plan, which is part of the, net, the second question as mentioned, is, is, is a, a plan that is a public yes. process yes. Um, in terms of the, the adequacy of the, the, the plan in the question. So that was, that was a, 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 a full plan in, uh, in terms of making it adequate. And then um, around safety and consequences, I think if we, we, we've all got to understand that we have this problem, we acknowledge it, and we all need to work together in terms of addressing safety in our city, province, and country. Okay. Why did you refuse to be interviewed by Cate Blanche? Um, Sandbox uh, didn't refuse. Um, we did request um, Cate Blanche to send us their questions, um, and then Cate Blanche indicated that they would use our media releases, our recent media releases, um, on the criminal incidents is, is for, for the information. Okay. Why, in spite of the clear directive in your mandate to provide the required security, do you blatantly disregard this duty? Um, yeah, I, think, I think that, that, is, that is, I'm not too sure where that question came from, Birgitta, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not a fair question on our staff. Yes. Um, or anybody in, in this park organization. Um, our, our staff are out there every day um, in all our national parks, and our staff put their lives on the line um, 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 in our national parks to carry out their duties. And, um, you know, our staff have got families and friends that care for them, and they go out there every single day and, and they try their best. Um, we've had staff here just carrying out their duties that are also being attacked. Um, we've had a staff member that was uh, doing his duty and, and was attacked by um, somebody with a broken bottle, and, and their, their face has been scarred for life. We had another ranger um, attacked and stabbed um, at, at Sandy Bay not so long ago. Um, and so, so, you know, our staff are out there putting their lives at risk. So um, uh, that, that uh, question about us, blatantly disregarding their duties is, is, is quite frankly unfair and, and uncalled for.
Okay, the last question would be, why have we not had a statement on the recent murder? This is a park in the middle of a city. It offers completely different crime challenges to parks upon north, for example, Kruger. Drones are illegal, but in our case, it would, be, it would make sense. Will the use of drone, drones to assist crime prevention and speedy reaction and tracking of criminals and attacks be considered? It would require changing the law, but surely human life is the most important factor here and the security of that life. In terms of the first question, why we haven't put out a statement on the murder, um, yes. Okeda, that that is a um, peace investigation. So unfortunately, we can't make statements on the murder, um, and I think that the peace must uh, be allowed to carry on and, and, and do the investigation. In terms of the use of drones, um, that uh, is being investigated. We always we're looking at, at technology across the board. Um, and we are engaging with a number of, of um, uh, role players and we will continue to do that. So yes, we are investigating the use of drones. Um, there are challenges around that. Um, we've met with the experts on it. We've indicated they have lithium batteries and, and if those crash, they can catch a lightning. Just remember the faintness on the mountain chain is highly flammable. So we've got to work out how, how to address that risk uh, because we don't want to be flying a drone and it crashes and lights up famous in the mountain birds and, and people's lives and property also endangered. So we are investigated, um, we had demonstrations, a number of different types of technologies and uh, we, we, we also need to integrate and, and work with other role players on our, on our doorstep that, that, that are using that, for example, the city pattern, it's advanced systems that they use um, and, and that's ongoing with the city as well. Okay. Thank you so much, Mr. Bell, for taking time to speak to us and answering all these questions that uh, our visitors had. And enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you, Pokela. You have a good day, too.